0: Enjoy the message. Thanksgiving. As Christians, it should be. But uh, this upcoming Thursday is the official holiday that we celebrate Thanksgiving when uh, families will, will gather together and give thanks for all the blessings in their life, give thanks for uh, a delicious meal. I'm looking forward to that delicious meal. Hallelujah. Amen. My sister's happy with me too. Hallelujah. Some of that turkey and dressing, mama's dressing, cranberry sauce, and depending on where you're from, but where I'm from, it's pecan pie. Oh my goodness, I can't wait for that pecan pie. Some of y'all like pecan pie, but I like pecan pie. (laughs) Looking forward to that wonderful meal with family, and I was so excited yesterday because early yesterday morning, I got a phone call from a brother here in the church, and he said, man, I, want, I, I got a turkey. Do you want a turkey? And I was like, well, is he alive or dead? <laughs> I mean, you got to ask those kind of questions, especially when the guy calling you is somebody that grows turkeys. And uh, he kind of chuckled a little bit, but I was thinking I, I have to get some clarity on those kinds of things because uh, years ago uh, I used to work with a guy, and I told him that I liked goats. And that evening when I got home from church, I mean, from work, he pulled up in the driveway and had a goat sitting in the front seat of his car, a live goat. I walked out there. I thought it was his wife at first, but it was a goat. I'm like, man, I can't. You're going to take that goat away from here. But So that's why I wanted to make sure that turkey was uh, still dead. Lord, help us. My wife wouldn't let me have that goat. Let me ask you this morning, what what comes to your mind? What comes to your mind when you think about Thanksgiving? I'm sure a lot of different things run through your mind. Many of us, we obviously think about food. We think about family. We think about football. Football be on all day long. And the ladies, they think about shopping on Black Friday. You know there's a reason why they call it Black Friday, right? Because there was a certain time when there was such mayhem and violence out there when people were shopping, that people were actually getting hurt. Now, wives, why would you want to put your husbands in that scenario? So the ladies are looking forward to that shopping. But I'm here to tell you this morning that Thanksgiving is more than food, and it's more than football, and it's more than shopping. Thanksgiving is more than just one day on the calendar. Every single day should be a day of thanksgiving back to God for what He's done for us and for who He is. We got so much to be thankful for. We should be walking around with an attitude of gratitude. Christians should always have an attitude of gratitude. There's so much that we can be thankful to God for. Do you have anything in your life that you're thankful for this morning? Thankful for your health. Thankful for your home. Thankful for your family. The list could go on and on of why we can thank God every day. And if you have trouble having an attitude of gratitude in your life, then my... Uh, encouragement would be to you this morning just thank God you're not a turkey amen (laughs) did you know that 45 million turkeys are eating every Thanksgiving thank God you're not a turkey and if that don't bless you enough thank God that this man right here is not coming to your house for Thanksgiving where's my friend at thank God (laughs) I mean if you need something to be thankful for be thankful that that man's not coming to your house for Thanksgiving and if that don't bless you, be thankful that the coal hands are not coming to your house for Christmas. And if you can't be thankful for that, look at this special group right here. Be thankful that that crowd didn't come into your house. I'm going to tell you what, man. How many of y'all came in, uh, to the Hee Haw Dinner Theater? Raise your hand high. Wasn't it awesome, man? Come on. Thank the Lord. Yes, it was great. Thank you, Pastor Kevin and Miss Amy. Wonderful job. It was just a a great time of laughter and fun. Just a wonderful uh, fellowship there. And thank you all for your leadership. And thank you for making it happen. And thank you to all the cast. Just a wonderful group of people. And we were very blessed. But we got so much to be thankful for. Amen. Amen. We got so much to be thankful for. And God's people, listen, we shouldn't have to be pepped up, prepped up. We should be thankful all the time. We should wake up every day and be, you know what, I'm waking up today and you've given me life and i got a pulse and my heart's beating. No, my family's not perfect. No, my home's not perfect. No, my world's not perfect. But thank you, Jesus, that I'm still here and I'm still in love with you and you still love me. And when you lay down at night and you lay your head down on the bed, yeah, go ahead and say thank you, Jesus. And you know what? He's brought you through and what you've been through during the day and the battles and the struggles and the challenges and you lay down at night and you still got your mind and you're still sane. You can say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you have been with me. We should be thanking Him every day. And that's what Thanksgiving is. Thanksgiving is an expression of your worship to God. An expression is an act. Just lift your hand up real quick like this, real high, and say, thank you, Jesus. That's an expression right there. That's an expression. Now, some of the expressions on your face don't say to me, thank you, Jesus, right now. But, but we should always express thanks to God. Thanksgiving is really this right here. Is when you reflect on the blessings in your life and who God is and then releasing back to Him praise and worship for what He's done and for who He is. It's about reflecting and then it's about releasing. We come in here and we reflect on how good God is. We reflect on how good He's been to us and then we release back up to Him praise because He deserves it all, friend. And that's what Thanksgiving is. And there was a man in the Bible that had a heart of thanksgiving, and his name was the Apostle Paul. He was constantly reflecting on the goodness of God, and he was constantly rejoicing in what God had done in his life. You can see it all through uh, the letters that he wrote in the New Testament where he would say, you know, he was thanking God. He was rejoicing always. Friend, he was a man that had a heart of thanksgiving. And Paul, in one of his letters to the Colossian church, Man, when you read that letter, you just see the heart of a man that's so thankful for what God has done in his life. And and he's reminding these believers, and I'm pulling from Colossians chapter 2. I have just a few verses on the screen here because this was so powerful. Paul is talking to these believers, and they're being challenged with their faith. And he's telling them, listen... You're no longer, you know, you're not drinking milk no more. You've moved on. You should be growing in your walk with the Lord. And we should always be growing in our walk with the Lord. We're, he says you're growing in your walk with the Lord. And the, the evidence of that growth in your life, the mark or the proof or the indicator of that growth in your life is going to be this right here. And he says just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith. If you're a growing Christian, your, your faith ought to be getting stronger each day. And not only should your, your faith get stronger, but he says here's another proof that you're growing as a Christian, that you will be overflowing with thankfulness. Did you hear me? An indicator that you're growing as a Christian will be you have a strong faith, believe in God. And another indicator that you're growing as a Christian is that you will always constantly be overflowing with thanksgiving. Not just one day. I mean, we can come in here for an hour and surely we can thank him. But Paul's talking about an overflowing thankfulness that that impacts your life every single day that you're waking up thanking Jesus for who he is and what he's done in your life. And may God help us today to continue to grow in our walk with the Lord and that we would walk with an overflowing thankfulness for who God is and what He's done in our life. I hope and pray that all of us are overflowing with thankfulness today. But here's the sad truth and the sad reality that we live in a world today of ungrateful people. We we live in a world today where everybody feels like they're entitled to own something or have something, friend, and we have forgot how to be grateful. Now, I don't imagine you're going to say amen because you know what? Not only is the world guilty of it, but God's people can be guilty of it sometimes. I mean, Paul, he even warned Timothy. You know that Paul warned Timothy that there's going to be some signs in the last days when there's perilous times. And you know how to know that you're living in the last days. Listen to what Paul told Timothy. He gave him 19 indicators that we're going to be living in the last days. And here's what he said. He says, There will be terrible times in the last days, Timothy. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money. They're going to be boastful. They're going to be proud. They're going to be abusive. They're going to be disobedient to their parents. And they're going to be, guess what, ungrateful. They're going to be ungrateful. They're going to be unholy. And it keeps going on and on and on. But Paul said to Timothy, one of the indicators of the last days that we live in is going to be a world full of ungrateful people. And we can see it today. It bugs me because really, I'm going to tell you, man, Thanksgiving is one of my favorite days of the year. But I'm always thankful for what God has done. But you can look and see how the world now, uh, they're already trying to jump over Thanksgiving. They go straight uh, from 4th of July and they go straight to Christmas. They try to bypass Thanksgiving because we live in a world of ungrateful people. We'd rather grumble than be grateful. I don't know how in the world we can grumble and be ungrateful. We have so much to be grateful for, so much to be thankful for. I mean, come on church, we're, we're guilty of it sometimes. We're, we're, we're guilty of grumbling instead of being grateful. I, I guarantee you some of you woke up this morning and walked into a closet full of clothes, full of clothes and said, I ain't got nothing to wear today. Don't be looking at your neighbor now. Walked in a closet with 75 pairs of shoes and said, I don't have no shoes today. I bet some of you walked to the refrigerator last night and opened it up and there's all kinds of goodies in there. And you said, man, ain't nothing in here to eat. I'm telling you, friend, we sometimes, we grumble instead of being grateful for what God has blessed us with. We need to be thankful for what God has done. Can you imagine how God feels when we're ungrateful to him? Just imagine how you feel when somebody's been ungrateful to you, when your kids have been ungrateful or somebody else has been ungrateful. I know how it feels, and you know how it feels, and, and, and I was raised to be thankful. My family, they you know, be grateful and be thankful for any little thing you get. You be thankful for it, and I try to raise my boys the same way. I, I, that's something that just bugs me. I can't hardly tolerate it when, when, when people are not grateful for what God is doing in their life. Whether it's big or whether it's small, what what do you teach your youngins? What do you teach them? If somebody does for what do you say? You say, thank you. You say, thank you. You say, thank you. If somebody's done something for you, you say, thank you. You show gratitude back to them. You thank them. And we need to be grateful people. Because ungrateful people, if you begin to live an ungrateful life, you'll live a negative life. Ungrateful people are usually very selfish and self-centered. Ungrateful people are, are usually always critical about everything. They always have a bad attitude about things. Uh, ungrateful people are always grumbling, always complaining. They're, they're blinded by the blessings in their life. And man, you can see them coming a mile away. And when they're coming, I'm trying to get away as fast as I can. Because it's just a terrible attitude because of they're so ungrateful. And Paul says that we as God's people, we should be overflowing with thanksgiving. We should be overflowing with thankfulness. That word overflowing, man, it's just not, just not thankful. But I'm really, really thankful, God, for what you've done in my life and for who you are. I'm overflowing with thanks. And when you're overflowing with a thankful heart, your life will change. Your life will be a life of praise. You'll have a joy. You'll have a peace. Listen, grateful people who have a heart that's always overflowing with thankfulness, you're going to be a contagious Christian. Let me ask you this morning. Are you contagious? Look to your neighbor and say, I'm contagious. Now they're sliding away from you. (laughs) Listen, when you're thankful, you'll be contagious. Man, I I love being around that brother. I love being around that sister. They're always giving God glory. They're always praising the Lord because they're always thankful. And Paul, Paul was always thankful. He was always overflowing with thanks. And I'm going to share three things with you real quick, and then we're going to have some powerful prayer time and praise time around the altar Paul was thankful, and I have them listed on the screen. He was thankful that he was a changed man. Are you thankful this morning that Jesus has changed your life? Come on, praise him. Come on. I mean, just follow along with me for just a second. You remember how Paul, who was Saul, how he was persecuting the church, trying to destroy the church. He was chasing down Christians to destroy uh, those that were following Jesus Christ. He was a man, listen to this, he was a man that was going the wrong way in life. He was going the wrong way in life, and Paul was on a journey of darkness. He was on a journey of sin. He was on a journey of violence and hatred. And on that journey, friend, on that journey, on that road to Damascus, Paul had an encounter with Jesus Christ. He had an encounter with Jesus, and Jesus, he changed Paul's life. Jesus saved Paul, and Paul became a new person in Christ Jesus. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, and the new has come. Praise God. Praise God. Paul Paul was not the same man that he used to be, and that's why his heart was overflowing with thankfulness because Jesus had come into his life and had changed him. His old life was gone, and now he had new life in Jesus Christ. Paul was thankful that God had changed him by his power. He was so thankful, friend, for that gift of salvation through Jesus Christ that Paul told the Corinthians. He said, thanks be to God for this indescribable gift. I can't describe it. I can't really tell you how it happened. All I know is, is I was going the wrong way in life, and I was going down this path of darkness, and this light came, and Jesus showed up and came into my life and changed me, and now I'm saved, and now I'm going in a different direction. I'm a changed man, and I say, thank you, God. Thank you God. Thank you God. Hallelujah. Are you grateful today? Are you grateful today for Jesus Christ? Are you, are you overflowing with thanks that Jesus died on the cross for you and your place so your sins could be forgiven and you could have peace with God? Are you thankful for that today? Man, don't ever take salvation for granted. Wake up every day and say, I thank you, Lord, for this indescribable gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. I thank you that no matter what comes my way today, hell or high water, I'm saved and on my way to heaven. Hallelujah. We give you thanks today, God. Overflowing with thanks every day for the mercy and love that Jesus changed that course that we were on in life. And now we're no longer slaves to sin. But now we're instruments of righteousness. We're no longer children of darkness. But now we're children of light. Overflowing with thanks that we're not the same person that we used to be. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you. I thank you, Jesus, for changing my life and saving me. I hope you're overflowing tonight, today with Thanksgiving. I want to encourage you, if you don't have any plans tonight, to be back here at 6 p.m., for the Night of Hope Testimony and Worship Night, you're gonna, there's going to be some people that's going to stand behind this pulpit and they're going to uh, give their testimony of how God changed their life. It's going to be a powerful time. And I encourage you to be back. You see, friend, Jesus can change your life. This past Thursday night, I was in Celebrate Recovery to hear a powerful testimony of a man that was changed by Jesus. And before he stood up to give his testimony, Uh, They were celebrating some different things in people's lives. And we had one lady. I don't see her in here right now. But she comes to this church. And she stood up with a heart overflowing with thanksgiving. And she said, I just want to thank God that today, three years, I've been sober from alcohol. Hallelujah. (laughs) Jesus changed me. Jesus changed me. And then we had another man stand up. I'm not going to call his name, Johnny Kennedy. Hey, Johnny, how you doing? Johnny stood up and Johnny declared with a heart overflowing with thanks that he had been clean and sober for two years now. Isn't that right? Jesus changed that man. Hallelujah. <laughs> changed by Jesus. Changed by Jesus. And another one stood up and celebrated seven months clean and sober. Changed by Jesus. One lady went up there and it was her first night there. But she wanted Jesus to change her and she went forward. Let me just tell you something, friend. I don't care who you are, where you're from. Even if you're like Paul, the chief of all sinners, Jesus can change you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He can change you. He can change you and we need to be changed. Oh, we need to be changed. What I mean by that is we need to be saved because sin is in our life. And the Bible tells us that sin separates us from the love of God. Sin separates us from God because we have sinned. And I want you to know this morning that God loves you, whoever you are this morning. God loves you. He loves you enough that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to be that perfect sacrifice, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, to die on a cross for you and for me. He took our place. We deserved every bit of that. But Jesus, out of his love, He went to the cross for us. The Bible says that God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. Let me ask you. Have you opened your heart up to Jesus Christ? Have you opened your heart to Jesus Christ? Has Jesus changed your life? Has He saved you? It can all happen this morning by a simple prayer of repentance and by placing your faith in the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Just admit to him this morning, friend, that you're a sinner and that you believe that he came to this world as God in the flesh and he went to the cross as a sacrifice and shed his perfect blood so our sins could be washed away and we could find forgiveness in him. And we believe that God raised him from the dead and he's alive. And because he lives, friend, we can have everlasting life too. If you'll pray that prayer and turn from sin and turn to God and walk with Jesus in faith, Friend, he will change you. He will change you. And I pray that you'll do that today before you leave. You'll have an opportunity to do that. Paul was overflowing with thankfulness because he was a changed man. But he was also overflowing with thankfulness because of the people in his life. Uh, Man, it just amazes me when I think about Paul's life. He was thankful for the people and all the brothers and sisters and all the friends in his life. And at times in the letters that he wrote, he would say, I thank God for you. I thank God for you. He would tell his friends and tell his brothers and sisters that I thank God for you. Can you imagine the gratitude that Paul had for Ananias? The man that stepped out in obedience and came to Paul when Paul was at the lowest and one of the darkest times of his life and and Ananias shows up afraid, but he goes anyway and he lay hands on Paul and he prays with him. Can you imagine the gratitude that he had for Ananias? Can you imagine the the gratitude that he had for Barnabas? the, The man who came alongside of Paul when everybody else was ready to Turned their backs on Paul. When everybody else was ready to give up on Paul and not trust in him and not believe in him and not uh, acknowledge he had a calling over his life, Barnabas stood by Paul. Let me ask you this morning, do you overflow with thanksgiving because of the people like Ananias in your life? The people that are placed in your path that come to you at just the right time in your life and they say a word of encouragement to you or they pray over you. Are you thankful for the Ananiases that come to you on some of the darkest days of your life and maybe they encourage you or they pray for you? Ananias was a lifter. He was a lifter and you need some lifters in your life. I'm thankful for the people in my life that have lifted me. Let me ask you this morning, do you overflow with thanksgiving today for the people in your life like Barnabas who never gave up on you? They, they looked at you and, and you didn't see any worth in yourself, but they saw something special in you and they poured into you. They stood by your side. They encouraged you. They loved on you. Aren't you grateful for those Barnabases in your life who would just come up to you and encourage you and not tear you down? I'm going to tell you right now, we, yeah, you mentioned it earlier, Pastor Kevin, about we can take the blessings for granted in life, and we can real easy. But you know what? There's more than just God showing up and paying a bill, and there's more than God just showing up and giving you a good report, and there's more than God than you just having a nice car and having money and having food on the table. Friend, we can take people for granted sometimes. People are a blessing. And we can take them for granted. That's why we need to give God thanks like Paul did. I thank God for you. We need to thank God for the people around us, our spouses. If your spouse is here right now, look at them, tell them you're thankful for them. I heard one, praise the Lord. Be thankful for your spouse. Be thankful for your children. Be thankful for your relatives. Be thankful for your friends. Be thankful for the teachers in your life. Be thankful for coaches. These people are gifts from God. And we need to thank God for them. I'm overflowing with thanks today for my wife, Lisa, and my boys just because of the different sacrifices that all of them make at times. And and how uh, I I was thinking this past week, I had two funerals to do. Lucas had a major school project due. And and Lisa works full time just like many of you do. And then she's over there and she's building a little Indian hut and putting rocks down. And I'm thinking, Lord, how mercy that woman is! I'm blessed. I am blessed. And I overflow with thanksgiving. I'm overflowing because she's going to cook something good Thursday. (laughs) In the name of Jesus. I'm overflowing with thanks for my mom and my dad. My mom and my dad have been a blessing to me. Right beside me there. I'm overflowing with thanks for Pastor Doug Bartlett for sharing Jesus with me. I always, every Thanksgiving, I'll send him a message to let him know how grateful I am that he introduced me to Jesus and Jesus changed my life. I'm overflowing with thanks today for the Mount Olive Pentecostal Holiness Church. Each one of you, you, I thank God for you. 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 We are blessed here. And I give God praise. I'm thankful to be a part of a church that has a passion for seeking the lost. I'm thankful to be a part of a church that has a passion to serve the suffering. Did you know that tomorrow morning, and listen, if you don't have nothing to do, you can come out and help us, at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, we're going to be in the youth center, and this is just how awesome this church is. One conversation happened, and next thing you know, God gets in it and God gets to working. We're going to pack 80 turkey boxes tomorrow, uh, filled with all kinds of food for students in our local schools, so they can all... Uh, have a meal, and these students have been identified by social workers, and we're going to bless these families, and we could love to have your help tomorrow. Yeah. I'm thankful for a church that shares life together. I'm overflowing with thanks for church staff. I'm thankful for Pastor Kevin. I'm thankful for Miss Amy. I'm thankful for Pastor John, Pastor Hannah, Robin, and Lisa. I'm thankful for such a loving and encouraging staff here in this church. We are blessed. We all have so many people to be thankful for. Are you thinking about some people right now that you're thankful for? Thank you, brother. I'll pay you later. God bless you. (laughs) I don't see him right now, but there's a lot of people I'm thankful for. I hate to call names, but I'm thankful for for Skip Tucker. Skip Tucker, uh, if you know him or not, but I grew up in his yard playing football just about every day. and He put a love for that game in me, and I'm thankful for Skip. Hey, I'm thankful this man here has been so special to me. Such a sweet man, Mr. Vernon Rudolph, the founder of Krispy Kreme Donuts. Praise God. (laughs) I'm thankful for that man. Come on, are you thankful for that man? I'm thankful for that man. Let me ask you. Bless Mr. Rudolph. Do you have some people you're thankful for? Listen, here's the homework for you this week. It's called... Thanks people, the thanks people challenge. Here's what I want you to do. Listen now, don't forget, this is your homework. I'm going to check up next week, and you better have done it. This upcoming week as we head into Thanksgiving, I want you to just take the time and send a message through a card or email or text or face-to-face, and all you got to do, just because I know people are busy, just say, I thank God, like Paul say, I thank God for you because... And send it out to somebody and you'll be an Ananias and you'll be a Barnabas and you'll be lifting somebody and you'll be encouraging somebody and, and it's just going to fill their heart and it's going to do something for your heart too. So I want to encourage you this week. The people, the thanks people challenge and you would send that out this week as we head toward Thanksgiving and just say, I thank God for you because. Paul was thankful for the people in his life and we are too. And then finally, Paul was overflowing with thanksgiving because of what God had brought him through. Has God brought you through some things? Man, Paul had some major trials in his life. I don't have time to record them all, but just let me just touch upon a few. He was unjustly put in prison, he was beaten time and time again, he was left for dead. He faced danger after danger as he traveled preaching the gospel. He was shipwrecked. He went without food. He went without clothes. He went without sleep. He went through some major storms in his life. But no matter what Paul went through, he was still able to tell the churches this right here. He says, I give thanks to God in all circumstances. He says, I give thanks. Yes, I have been through some battles. Yes, I have been through some storms in my life and walked through some of the darkest valleys. But I still give God thanks in all circumstances. He was telling us today that we need to praise God and we need to overflow with thanksgiving in the good and the bad and the ugly. Paul was saying this right here. Even when the devil is attacking you, I'm still going to say thank you, Jesus. Paul was saying that when you're blindsided in life, when you least expect it, I'm still going to lift my hands and say thank you, Jesus. Paul was saying that when you're in the fight of your life, You don't even know how you're going to keep going on. I'm going to say, thank you, Jesus. When people have hurt me and people have abandoned me and people have spit on me, I'm still going to say, thank you, Lord Jesus. When I have it all and when I've lost it all, I'm going to be able to say, thank you, Jesus. Why? Because God will bring you through. I said God will bring you through. Can you clap your hands for that? He'll bring you through, friend. He brought the people of God through the Red Sea. He brought Joseph out of the pit to the palace. He brought Daniel through the lion's den. He brought the three Hebrew boys through the fiery furnace. He brought the disciples through the storms. Let me ask you this morning, has he brought you through anything? Has he brought you through some things? (laughs) Brought you through some valleys? Brought you through some storms? He's brought you through some pain? He's brought you through some of the darkest days of your life? I don't know where in the world my heart overflows today because I don't know where in the world I would be right now if God hadn't intervened and brought me through. I'd still be in addiction. I'd still be running. I may be dead. I may be in prison. I may be in a mental institute. I might be in a back room with a bottle of whiskey and some pills trying to numb the pain of my life. But God brought me through, friend. He brought me through. and He'll bring you through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Time and time and time and time again, he brings you through because he's faithful. And I know many of you this morning, I know many of you, Pastor Kevin, if you'll come and help me, are facing some bad things in your life. You're facing some bad things, those good and bad and ugly things in your life. But listen to me, please listen to me. Like Paul, you can still lift your hands because God is working on bringing you through. He's working on bringing you through. Don't give up, friend. Don't quit. Don't, don't, don't turn your back and don't give up on the faith. But be overwhelming with thankfulness because God will bring you through, and He's working on it. The Bible says in Romans eight twenty eight that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purposes. Listen to me, friend. As we head into Thanksgiving, despite what you're going through today, God is working. God is working. And we can give thanks to Him today because He's working for the good. In your your situation, in your storm, in your valley, in your mess, God is working something for the good. He's going to bring you through. He's going to bring you through, friend. Don't, don't, Don't doubt Him. He's going to bring you through. He's going to deliver you. He's going to bring you out. He's going to bring you out. When He brought those people through the Red Sea... They came out with a song of praise. I mentioned to you last week before the people of God went into the battle, they went in with a song of praise. (laughs) I'm going to praise you in the good. I'm going to praise you in the bad. I'm going to praise you in the ugly. Because God, you have the power to bring me through all this. And you will. You've done it before. Oh, my goodness. You've done it before. When everything everything seemed like it was about to crumble and fall in my life and in my marriage, you you brought me through it. (laughs) When when news came in and and your your family just seemed like it's falling apart, he brings you through it. When you face all these battles in your life and things going on around you that are just out of your control and you don't have no, no, no desire, you don't even have a way to get through it all, you don't even see how God can do it, God will still bring you through it. He just keeps bringing you through. He keeps bringing you through. Does anybody need to be brought through something today? Oh, man. God's working something out for the good. Would you bow your heads with me, please? Oh, Jesus, thank you. God, move. Just just you move, God. You you have your way right now. God, your promise is that you're working all things out for the good and that we can be over. We can just be thankful today, God, that you bring us through, God, the toughest battles, the darkest valleys, and all the challenges. And God, my brothers and sisters that are here today, God, I know some are going through some things. Some of them may be here today and they need to be changed because of sin in their life. They need to come to the cross of Calvary and place their faith in you, Jesus. This could be the best Thanksgiving ever for them, God, if they would just surrender today. Friend, if you're here and you would like to invite Christ into your life, nobody looking around. Would you just lift your hand real quickly and say, that's me, I want, I want Christ to come into my life. I want Him to be Lord and Savior of my life. And I'm lifting my hand now because I'm acknowledging I need Him. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Nobody looking around. Let me ask you this morning, brother and sister. Is there some of you this morning that... You need God to bring you through some things. Nobody's looking. Nobody's looking. It's just between you and God right now. You need God to bring you through something. Would you lift your hand right now? Come on, let's lift your hand. One, two. I mean, good night. Praise God. 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 You can put your hands down. God sees those hands. I want everybody in here right now just to stand with me right now. Reverently stand. Come on. Can I ask a favor? The ones that lifted your hand, listen, I believe today as we just overflow with thankfulness that God wants to bring you through something today. If you lifted your hand and you need prayer right now or if you didn't raise your hand and you need prayer, would you come down right now and just line up here? God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. Is there others? I saw other hands come up. Come on. Is there other hands? Would you you come down here and let us pray right now? Thank you, thank you. Thank you for obeying God. Thank you for obeying God. There was other hands that went up. If you need prayer, would you please come? Thank you, thank you, thank you. If prayer warriors, elders, deacons, can you come to the altar right now and, and place your hand on the back of someone and just, just pray with them? Maybe you have to stretch it out and touch a couple of people right now, but would you come? Come on, and we have some prayer warriors here that would come and pray. Come and pray. Come and pray. Listen, I want to pray over you. And then Pastor Kevin's just going to lead the whole church in a time of worship. So don't go nowhere yet. We're going to praise the Lord. But let's pray right now. Let's pray for these brothers and sisters that need God to bring them through. Father, right now, in the name of your son Jesus, God, I pray. I pray, Lord, God, that you would just be faithful, God. Be faithful, God, and bring them through whatever it is they're facing. Bring them through that valley, God. Bring them through, God, and bring them over that mountain in their life right now, God. God, bring them through, God. Bring them through, Lord Jesus. Bring them through right now, Lord. God, you're mine.